Welcome, and thanks for joining us for A Word from the Park, sermons offered by leaders of the Park Avenue Christian Church in New York City. I've long held the desire of being satisfied with whatever I have as an important spiritual goal. I'll admit that I'm not there yet, but I'm working on it. If we listen to the Buddhists, which I do, we learn to address what's called our attachments, being free or non-attached. Being free from attachments is a form of spiritual liberation, or as they call it, nirvana, that to me sounds incredible. And I really am working on it, truly. Then if we listen to Paul, which I do, then we understand that our faith teaches something fundamental in that form of liberation, that we already have enough, as he says to the church in Corinth in his first letter. We already have enough. But my God, that's really hard to accept. Everything around you says that you lack you need, need, need. Capitalism is based on these very principles of need and someone not having enough. It's just how our world is structured. If you are satisfied, then somebody is not going to make any money. So the mechanisms really push your sense of dissatisfaction. That, and of course, there actually are things that you need that you don't have. Many of you don't have what you need to make ends meet. You struggle to pay rent. You need a new job. You can't even put food on the table. Your body is ailing. Your student loans may be starting back up. These are real, tangible needs, and you have them. We do. So how dare Paul claim that you have enough? I think that the key to understanding this concept of satisfaction, no matter what, is embracing what Paul says about what it means to live in Christ. We become bearers of Christ's mysteries, of God's mysteries. We are heirs to the promise, recipients of God's miracles. You having enough, quite frankly, is a miracle, beloved, and you do. But that's hard to see sometimes, isn't it? So how do we let Christ be enough for us? I think we learn to make two very clear distinctions. The first is our needs on this planet versus our spiritual needs. Not that they're in opposition to each other, but they're distinct. And the other thing to distinguish is our needs of any kind versus our wants. And that's a very clear distinction. So what are wants versus needs? A lot of us are familiar with Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And you can look that up and you can see how it's on this pyramid. But he basically claims that as you address the bottom needs and head up the pyramid, you're able to address deeper needs. And so the basic needs at the bottom of the pyramid for him are things like food and water and the rest we need and clothing and shelter and basic health And he claims that if we have those things, then the next need is for safety. And 
this can be bodily safety, physical safety, but it also could be and is economic safety in this system. And then on the next level in his pyramid comes our need for love. And after, and after that is our need for esteem. And after that, our need for self-actualization, for I might say in churchier terms, living into our purpose. And I'm not going to argue with Maslow, plenty of other people do very well, but I think what I would say is that Paul would take this pyramid and flip it upside down. Love comes first as the highest need. The love of God is first. Because here's the challenge. Injustice prevents us from receiving everything on those basic needs levels. So even if we're not safe, even if we haven't moved past those basic needs, we still need love. Even if we're hungry, we need to live out our purpose. We can't be waiting on the world to give us what Maslow says we need because it might never happen. But there is good news here. We don't have to wait. It's already happened. God has already said yes. God has already said yes. Those things, those basic needs, they matter in your time. We call it chronos. In chronological time, as we live it day by day, minute by minute, hour by hour, second by second, all these things matter on our time in chronos. But on my time, God says, I've already got you. God says, I am alpha and omega, which means beginning and end. These needs that you have, these basic needs, they're temporary. But in the eternal, you are mine and I got you. And I think the key to satisfaction, to being able to be satisfied no matter what, is to live into your eternal self to remind yourself that you are on God's time and that God's time doesn't end, that whatever hardship we face right now, it is temporary. And in eternal terms, it is a blip, even if it feels like an eternity to us. It is, in fact, not an eternity. That in ultimate terms, you are taken care of. Your needs are met. You may be in debt in this world. But you are not in debt to God. You may lack in this world, but you don't lack in the eyes of God. You may need in this world, but in God's terms, you're covered. Building this awareness is the key to your freedom. And as you hold that key, you live in a moment, a moment where you can shut off your awareness of time and tap into that eternal place where you're already taken care of, where there are no further needs. It's a practice of mindfulness, of prayerful mindfulness to say, sure, there are a lot of things not going right, but at this time, I have a moment to step out of all that and I can be with God where everything is right. Everything is good. Everything is taken care of. Everything is sufficient. It is enough. And as we build this awareness, as you build this awareness, that's the key to your freedom. That's the key to unlock or even better to break.
the chains of our attachments. And then we remember that hope is springing eternal. And we see and experience our souls ready to run wild and free. Amen. We're glad you could join us for A Word from the Park. Please follow us for more episodes and tell your friends and loved ones how they too can hear A Word from the Park. You can also find us at www.parkavenuechristian.com.